you know, follow the structure of things because you do need systems and processes and everything else, but don't be afraid to kind of go your own direction with things. Uh, I actually saw somebody who posted on a board, an entrepreneurial board of, I'm just too nice. How do I learn to, you know, you know, be, you know, what that bolder, stronger, meaner sort of type boss or em employee. And like the first thing, and, and of course, nobody responded when I commented this, but I, but I said, you don't have to, like, you can be super nice. You know, when I have uh, somebody who screws up, you know, I, I might be you know, upset and I step back and I let it happen. But then the next day I'm going to make sure that that employee is okay because they're probably beating themselves up, you know, like you don't have to be that, cor that corporate mindset, I guess. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, serial entrepreneur who's grown several startups in the seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat. Now, today we have another great guest on the podcast, Jamie Barber, and uh, give you kind of a quick introduction to Jamie. So, uh, got a degree in PR and worked uh, interned at NBC uh, for a period of time when did some of their TV or worked on some of their TV shows and then uh, also worked for some small businesses and marketing and theater and real estate. Had a daughter, daughter wanted to step back for a bit, um, started babysitting for neighbor kids, and then picked up some side gigs as uh, doing SEO uh, for some uh, some other people and decided to start her own business and uh, initially started it. Um, started out getting it there was a, a bit uh, of a struggle, tried some programs that were fairly expensive that she'll get into as to whether or not those were a good idea and how they work. Um, and then really, uh, and uh, then uh, went and partnered up with uh, someone else she met, started an agency. Um, they started to head in a different direction, went back to square one, started over, but had some clients, started uh, her own new thing. And then it's been uh, growing that uh, for the past uh, little while. And uh, that kind of is a, a bit of an introduction as to where she's now at today. So with that much as a brief introduction, welcome on the podcast, Jamie. <laughs> Thank you. So I gave a, a quick, and it was a longer journey, so, but a quick run through of a, a much longer journey. So, but take us back a, a bit back in time when you originally got the PR degree and kind of coming out of school and how your journey started there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I always, uh, so actually I was kind of a theater kid, so I wasn't necessarily sure I was going into you know, PR and marketing for a while. Um, I sort of picked it based on what I thought would make money or, you know, like that's what I kind of had in my idea in my head. So, um, so anyway, so I, so I went into that journey and then was inter inter interning with um, NBC Universal. And then uh, I worked for like a city, I worked for a theater <laughs> um, and just kind of bounced around in different marketing jobs. Um, and enjoyed some of those immensely, actually. There's a lot of creativity got to go into those. And then um, when I moved across country, I ended up working for a, um, a large real estate company. Um, they're international. They build like shopping malls. So I worked for them um, for a little bit. And, and uh, like the intro said, I had, I had my daughter. And <laughs> what, when I got back from my you know, six weeks off <laughs> for maternity, um, I wasn't ready to leave her and I worked for about six months 
and was sad every day I left her <laughs> and was like, this isn't working for me. I need, I need to be home. So, um, so I took a hit in income <laughs> to be able to do that. Um, and I think, I think that's probably how, why a lot of people end up becoming entrepreneurs is kind of to spend that time with their family. Uh, so at first I was working for somebody else. I was babysitting part-time. I was working in marketing part-time, um, as an independent contractor for another person. I actually worked under her for five years because she was just a very nice person. I think sometimes you stay in places because you have really nice bosses, right? Like <laughs> they're great people. So you stay for a long time. So I did. And then it got to the point where I, I had been doing it for so long. I was like, I really know this stuff and people really respect my opinion on things. And, uh, I can probably take this to the next level. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll go off on my own and it should be easy, right? <laughs> and it was terribly hard to get clients at first. Uh, I didn't know I what know, I was doing. always make it look so easy to get manage all the business and get the clients and do everything. And yeah. I think it, you know, it has a bit of that, not deceptive, but it has a bit of you don't realize all the things that go around in the back end that uh, take to run the business until you get in there yourself and then either find you love it, enjoy it. And it's always harder than you expect. So. Yes, yes. And I thought at first the client acquisition was hard and which is kind of funny coming from a marketer, right? Because you, you would think that, oh, you know, you would have the tactics, but the problem is, is you can't see your own business the way you can see other people's businesses. So that's one problem. Another problem is, is that you, you're like trying to figure out which avenue is going to be the best for for like for your business and are you offering all the services or some of the services and that was one of my big mistakes at the beginning is I was just like I'll offer all of the marketing services I you know I've, I've touched on all these different areas I'll do all the services and that was kind of a bad idea so <laughs> so I had low-paying clients and then uh was struggling and was like you know what I'm ready to grow so that's when you know I bought and a massively expensive course <laughs> You know, was the idea with the course, and, and you know, because you touched on it, was the idea with the course that, hey, I, I don't know all these things, and this course will help me to learn all these things, and then I'll be able to manage and run the business better, and was that kind of motivation, or kind of what took you into the direction of, hey, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take this course, which, if I remember right, you correct me if I'm wrong, it was a, a fairly expensive course, and at the end, you didn't get out, out of it all that you were hopeful, but what was, before we dive into kind of the end of that, what was your initial motivation for kind of going out and taking the course? Uh, it was, it, it was a course that was about like growing your agency. So I did think like, it's going to give me the, the systems and processes I need. It's going to, um, it, it, a lot of people had great things, have testimonials. I mean, there are lots of people who have thrived with it. It just was not, it wasn't, it didn't fit it for me as well as it did for other people. Um, and that's because it, it was shift. It was, uh, more like on Facebook ads, which is an area that I kind of was moving away from. I was doing more Google ads, SEO, YouTube ads, that that's kind of the direction I ended up going, uh, was just trusting Google with everything. <laughs> so Google don't, don't mess up. <laughs> You're my livelihood. So, <laughs> um, so it was, it, it was more of, you know, there were so many testimonials of people that, that had grown their businesses that through them. I was like, all right, this, this is the direction. And what was interesting is while I was struggling in the course, they had a mindset coach in there as well. And the mindset coach at, during one of the calls, I was like, you know what, I'm doing everything right. And I'm not getting any results granted. I'm a, I was a terrible salesperson. And, and this is 
this was part of the reason I was, I would choke up a bit on uh, sales calls. And I, you know, that when you don't have confidence, it comes through, or when you feel desperate, that comes through. So I definitely had some things I was doing wrong, but she also said to me, she was like, you know what? Sometimes things just, it's not, it might not be your path. Like you might be trying to smack into this and this isn't the right direction for you. And I thought about that a lot. And I was like, Hmm, that could be. So then when I teamed up with, um, a business partner, so he had gone through the course as well, uh, had all this, uh, great, uh, background in like video and things like that. Um, he, I mean, he's, he, his company still going strong. Uh, so when we teamed up, we were like, okay, we have these very different skills and that should pair off of each other really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, but what happened was I think I, I tried to be too agreeable. And I think sometimes you just have to like speak up more. And I agreed myself into a hole where the business was growing in a direction I didn't want. And it wasn't catering to my strengths at all. Uh, And I needed, I just needed to go in a different direction. So it was causing a lot of issues. I wasn't being heard at all. You know, like I, I didn't really have a voice, like my voice got buried. So it was important to me to move on at that point. Uh, So when I did, I thought, great, I'm starting over again. And I don't know if I can do this again. I was exhausted by that point. I had put in so many hours. So that's growing a business twice, basically. (laughs) So I started one business, then I grew a second business to a a part where it was, you know, a pretty successful functioning business. And now I was going to start over again. I was like, can I do it a third time? One question before we dive into kind of splitting off, you know, because I think people get into, you bring on a partner and you think one is, oh, okay, it'll be nice to offload or have someone else, whether it's, you know, help to carry the load or bounce ideas off with or help to manage, you know, manage everything and it'll be a great partnership. And then also, you know, kind of have different skill set and then you get into it and sometimes it works out great and, you know, partnership is good. And on the other hand, sometimes you're saying, you know, I, I thought this was going to be good and, and yet it's not, you know, you get pulled in different directions, as you mentioned, or other things that then don't necessarily work out the partnership. But how did you kind of come to the, the point where you decided, okay, this isn't working or I've got to do it? Was it, hey, we had a major blowout and a fight and we were mad at each other and I walked out the door and shut and slammed it back or just more of a sit down and say, hey, you know, this isn't working or, you know, had some self-realization or thoughts, you know, because everybody kind of comes to it and some people wait way too long to, you know, figure out the partnership doesn't work. And some people don't give enough time to actually, you know, work through the growing pain. So how did you kind of come to that conclusion that, you know, you needed to part ways? Yeah. So I would say about once a month, I would bring up my concerns and say, Hey, look, so he was more on the sales side of things and I was on the fulfillment side of things. So I was the one running the team and getting everything done. And, um, I would get pretty overwhelmed. I was working a lot of hours. I really wasn't making that much because it was kind of always the idea of sacrifice so that we can hire more people so we can build, so we can, whatever, like you need to constantly make the sacrifice. And I was getting burnt out. And so about once a month I would bring up like, Hey, you know, like this isn't really working. What, you know, what direction are we going into? Plus he kind of, he, he likes to bounce around like what products he's selling. And like, to me, like, I can't do that. Like it was like adjusting. It was constantly adjusting and moving and, uh, things like that. When like, I clearly knew what my strengths were and, and knew 
what I liked to, to do. And I wasn't even doing any of those things. I had actually like a few white label projects from other agencies that I would work on and do in those areas that I liked, but because that's not what was being sold through the sales portion, it's not like that was the part that was being grown. So I would bring up my concerns over and over again. And then finally, it wasn't a big blowout. We just had a, a, a conversation and the conversation went like this. If, okay, so if I give you more money, right? So that's what we had talked about. So the financial part came in uh, and I'll pay you way more, which was fine, but it was like, will that make you happy? And I stepped back and I said, Nope. And that was the realization was that moment right there. It was like, okay, so I could make way more money right now. And would I be happy? And the answer was no. So at that point, it was time to move. No, and I think that's a good realization. I mean, I think too often we think, oh, if I just get paid a little bit more, I'm underappreciated or that. And so, you know, because that's kind of the natural answer that, we, you know, the natural place that you want to go to. And yet oftentimes it's a, a more underlying that just because you make more money doesn't mean you're going to be happy. And just because cause you're still going to be doing the job day in and day out. And so you have to step back and say, what do I really care about? And it sounds like, you know, once you have that realization said, okay, it is going in that different direction. It's going to be able to do my own thing and be able to set it up how I want and run it how I want and go in the directions and offer the products and the services and that I want. So now as you part amicably part ways and have that realization decide to go your own thing and you're looking at kind of starting over yet again now I think you mentioned this time when you started over you did have a few more clientele or you had a bit more business you could kind of bring along with you so it wasn't a complete start from scratch is that right yes exactly so some of that um white label um stuff that had happened uh the, the that was google ads and youtube ads that side of it uh, the company wasn't even doing that. So that wasn't something that was being sold anymore. It wasn't an area where there were any contractors. It was stuff that I was personally running on top of managing the other projects that were running. So when I left, it was just an amicable, uh, an amicable agreement of you can go ahead and take that because one, I brought most of them on myself and two, that they just weren't even offering the service. So so luckily, so they came with me, but it was kind of the craziest thing. I think that there are moments in life when you're just supposed to do things and everything works out and everything happens and everything pours in. <laughs> and that has sort of been what growing this new business has been for me. It just sort of uh, clients started pouring in. I kept on getting a ton of recommendations um, from people that I'd worked with or worked on accounts with. And that that's kind of, that's still happening. Like I literally, I put together a marketing funnel for my business. So, um, so this new business has only been around since, uh, I think June of last year. Um, and I, I haven't even launched it. Like I have a YouTube ad funnel ready to go and I haven't even launched it because I keep on having more clients come in and then I'm like, okay, I need more help. I need more contractors. I need more, you know, this or that to grow. And, uh, and so now I'm trying to look at all of the other stuff in growth where I'm having growing pains of, okay, I'm too busy again. <laughs> I need more help. I need more help. So it's, that part has been actually the easiest part of this new business was getting clientele. Now it's keeping up with the demand and uh, I'm trying to figure out how to like bring the contractors to be like employees in house, but there's like all these legal aspects of that. <laughs> Those being attorneys, they always make it hard. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind of the stuff where, you know, I don't know. 
I, I'm at, well, maybe I need to hire, you know, people to help me with this or to figure out how this works. So uh, well, there's definitely, you, you know, yeah. and it's always, you know, it, everybody's like, oh, well, that's not a problem. Still figuring out how to make sure you still provide good customer service. You meet expectations to deliver on time. And you, as you grow it, it's still things that you have to figure out and solve. But it's, it is always a better problem to have versus the alternative, which is, hey, I don't have any clients. I don't have any business. And I'm trying to figure out how to keep the lights on. So it's so, you know, all these different problems. And I think that that's, a, you know, kind of a common mantra with all businesses. There's always new things to figure out, always new uh, problems to solve. And if you're not having or having those things to solve, then it's probably because the business has stopped growing or you stopped improving. So I think that that definitely sounds like a, a fun place to be. So, so that kind of brings us up to a bit of, you know, where things are at today and kind of, you know, what your journey's at. And kind of with that, it's always a good transition to jump to the two questions I always ask at the end of the podcast. So first question I always ask is, along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made and what did you learn from it? I think the worst business decision I made was trying to follow a mold. So I think that so many people have do X, Y, Z, and you'll be successful. And that was kind of the opposite of what I found. I found you need to do things your own way, what you are passionate about. Um, and maybe this doesn't work for everybody, but, um, but I think that if you have the experience and knowledge, um, in your industry that the rest of it um can be can can kind of can kind of be i, I wouldn't not definitely not winged i mean it definitely you know has a structure to it but uh you can definitely go your own way with things i learned that a lot of systems and processes that i was taught weren't necessarily what i needed i didn't need to do the gimmicky imagine yourself sales call thing I could just be straight up with clients and say look this is this is what you'll get and they actually just responded to my knowledge and um you know closed just based on our conversations uh, on that knowledge um as well as pricing like you know you can't run an agency if you don't price high because you won't make any money and and it is it a little harder is it a little tighter sure but um it's allowed me to help a lot more customers that way is kind of keeping price points. It's they're not, I wouldn't say they're super low, but you know, kind of in that medium range to where you can still make money um, and hire help and, you know, do all those things that you need to do. Uh, so. No, and I, and I like that. Cause you hit on, you know, I think that even when I started my own, you know, my law firm a few years ago, there was things that are well entrenched in the legal services industry and, you know, in the law firm industry. And some of them are, are well justified. They definitely make sense. And there's a reason why people do them that way. And so I, I follow those conventions and yet others, I sit there and say, well, just because other people are doing it that way, does it really make sense? Or do I want to do it that way? Is there a different way to do it? A better way to do it? One that I like better or the customers will like better. And I think it did, figuring out what those are, not just following those conventions, but can lead you down to the path where this is the same as everybody else. And if you're doing the exact same thing as everybody else, there really isn't a need for you to add your service in the marketplace. But if you can figure out what makes you different, unique, and what makes or gives you that that different selling point and, and figure out what are those conventions that you don't need to follow, I think that's a great path to, to go down. So now we go to the second question, which is you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business. What'd be the one piece of advice you'd give them? I think it would be kind of along those same lines. So 
follow, you know, follow the structure of things because you do need systems and processes and everything else, but don't be afraid to kind of go your own direction with things. Uh, I actually saw somebody who posted on a board, an entrepreneurial board of, I'm just too nice. How do I learn to, you know, you know, be, you know, what that bolder, stronger, meaner sort of type boss or em employee. And like the first thing, and, and of course, nobody responded when I commented this, but I, but I said, you don't have to, like, you can be super nice. You know, when I have uh, somebody who screws up, you know, I, I might be, you know, upset and I step back and I let it happen. But then the next day I'm going to make sure that that employee is okay because they're probably beating themselves up, you know, like you don't have to be that corporate that corporate mindset, I guess. And, and to me, it, it's all about the people, serving the people and serving the people who work for me. Like I'm, I feel like I'm more in a servant role than I am in a leadership role. And I think that when, because I have that mindset, people are happier working with me. So I, that's my huge advice is do it your own way. No, and I think that, you know, when you do it your own way, you're much more passionate, you're much more excited, and you do a better job, and that definitely resonates through to your clients, and so they can tell, you know, if you're just kind of going through the motions, or if you're the same as everybody else, you're not really excited, they're not going to have any more passion about or excitement than you certainly are, and so finding that, how to do your own way and do it successfully, doing it, you know, or doing what the market wants while, or staying true to kind of what excites you is the best place to be, so I think that's a great piece of advice. That's the perfect well, as way. We, as, oh, go ahead. No, that's the perfect way to put it. I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> well, as we wrap up, if uh, people want to reach out to, they have, uh, they want to be a customer, or a client, they want to use your services, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, or find out more? Uh, my website, oncallmarketer.com. Uh, there's a calendar book links on there. So that would be the best way to get a hold of me. <laughs> All right. Simple as that. So I love uh, the, an easy way to connect up and schedule some time in the chat. So definitely encourage people to, to go to the website, check it out and, uh, and grab some time if they need the services or otherwise they're looking to connect up otherwise. So, well, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you'd like to be on the podcast, share it. Uh, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be a, a guest on the podcast. Two more things as a listener. One, make sure to click subscribe in your podcast player so you know all of our awesome episodes come out. And two, leave us a review so other people can find out about all of our awesome episodes. Last but not least, if you ever need help with patents, trademarks, or anything else with your business, feel free to reach out to us. Just go to strategymeeting.com and we're always here to help. Thank you again, Jamie, and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you so much.